still iffy on the intro. That's okay. Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by the Huddle Up Studios is where we are and this podcast is brought to you by zealcigars.com and cigarsoapbox.com. Smoke the cigars you love at zealcigars.com and then clean up by getting the soap you need for the man that you are at cigarsoapbox.com. So uh, with that said, guys, we are coming to you live from the Huddle Up Store uh, studios, and I'll give you the, the information on that and everything else like that. We have a new sponsor for 2023. Very, very excited about it, and the sponsor's got a lot to offer everybody here, and we'll tell you more about that as time progresses. I'm actually going to have the owner of the Huddle Up Stores in here, uh, a good friend of mine. His name is Dave, and you're going to hear from him on what he has to offer you on uh, everything you can imagine you know, on what the Huddle Up Stores do. So with that said, guys we're gonna go into uh the, the topic today and uh jb and i are over jb is obviously across from me and i'm i'm right here in the studio and i, I think one of the, the biggest things i'm very excited about for this topic is it's just 100 undebatable it just is it's not something that you now that the timing of these quotes are debatable but really when it comes down to it the the topic is not debatable and sometimes we talk about what stuff. What do you mean by timing of the quotes? The, the timing like de- depending on what times we're talking about. Ah so yeah. we're in the cycle. Yeah we're in okay, the cycle. Okay, okay. So, so there's a there's a there's a very very popular author named Michael Humpf and uh, he quoted this he made this quote up and, and multiple multiple men's groups have have used this quote continually um, but he talks about the cycle, if you would, that, that men go through in not like, you know, a, a menstrual cycle, but like a, a sense of like where men go. Although through. we may may or may we, not have we, our own. We do not. There's just no way that we have a menstrual cycle. And I will go to my deathbed on saying that um, if science proves otherwise, I think it's demonic. See, Anyways, my <laughs> my uh, my astrology sign says that it's it's a it has to do with the moon. Seriously, I'm, I'm a just, cancer. It has dude, to do with the moon. I'm telling you, astrology is such BS. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is such BS. It's kind of it's it kind of interesting BS. though. It, as much as it is, it's BS. I can't believe you as, think that. As much as it is, dude, there are some things that do match my personality. Well, that's just because the season that you were born in. I mean, there's and there's different seasons and everything else like that. Every month, every month has like a theme to it. Every month has like like kids born in July are probably prone to this. Kids born in June are prob- probably prone to that. And then some dude who wanted to make a bunch of money created the zodiac signs and everything like that. And he's like, oh, you're a Cancer, you're a Aquarius, or whatever the other signs are. You know, those kind of things. So I, I I can't stand that stuff. So when someone comes in there, just like, hey, dude, the signs are real, bro. Oh, you're a Cancer. I'm like, I don't have Cancer. Let me alone. I mean, so, I mean, like it's weird for me to hear that kind of stuff, but. Come in, you, you're, you're a little bit of I don't a good example of not fitting a lot of the mold of a cancer. You think? You eh, think? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no, dude. I don't. I don't fit any mold. I break Who was all. it? Was it Mo that was here? Mo was here. Oh, one big day, Mo. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, he was the one that I was love talking because he's from. He's he's July as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Mo, but like I don't. I don't put any stock into that kind of stuff. I just don't. I mean, <laughs> you want to get on my bad side? I put a lot of stock in astrology, and then I'm just like, come on, dude, please. You know, so uh, uh, maybe some of you guys out there put stock in astrology. You shouldn't. You should know Jesus. All right, here we go. Uh, we're talking about this. I will say there was an astrological an astrological event when he was born. Just throwing that out there. Well, that's because God just, created the just, stars. Just throwing that out there. That's because God created the stars. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think it was December twenty fifth this past year. I mean, at Christmas this past year, all this all the all the planets except for that one planet that that was that shone over Bethlehem. That was the the star, if you would, of Bethlehem. 
um, all this aligned except for that one. And it, it only happens once at every. You know, uh, I sometime this summer, uh, all the planets were in almost a, a perfect um, alignment. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, you can see them. Like you see the planets yeah. stacking out. I mean, except for Pluto that we now know is a moon or something like that. Um, but let, let's let's get into this thing. Let's get into this this the cycle that we're in. This this comes off the heels of me seeing an old YouTuber I used to watch talk about how um, men are today. And so we're talking. We talk about men, masculinity, and cigars here on the podcast the scars we're smoking are kind of interesting. what are you smoking real quick tell me what you're smoking uh i'm kind of finishing up um one of the uh ice cigars that we have um mm-hmm. we still have quite a few of these left over from from the run ice and, and jester uh, yeah the ice jester some mavs or yeah. not mavs i'm sorry mama Goose. gooses some goose yeah um but yeah the ice is a very interesting earthy um it's very i've, I've not had another cigar like it to it's be got a unique you. mineral note to it it does um, yeah but it is very tasty it is worth smoking i like the um, cigar a lot and if, if you guys not had them uh you can find them under our flight deck series so yes. we, the, the maverick went first the mav went first and then i think some other ones the Ma- vibe the maverick and vibe went first um those are the darker cigars these are light this is a, a, a habano uh blend but it's yeah, a very natural. very 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 good cigar um you should definitely check it out. The Jester, in my personal opinion, is better. Dude, that Habano you know? Escurdo is yeah. so smooth it's and creamy. It's really good. They just have a little bit of a tight draw sometimes. Right, right, right. But other than that, but, you know, you sit back in the morning, you smoke it slow with your coffee, and you're good. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that said, guys, we're, we're getting into the masculine part of the <laughs> podcast, and we're going to be talking about uh, this quote from Michael um, Sump, 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 I can't, I can't pronounce the name but he, he did this quote and he talked about hard h-o-p-f hop i can't say it um hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men and weak men create hard times so this comes off the 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 end this is this is the response to a video i saw by ray, ray williams johnson on on YouTube, Ray Williams Johnson used to have a huge YouTube channel where he used to basically take clips from YouTube and make fun of them and everything else like that. He was downright hilarious. He was great. He's phenomenal. He still is a pretty funny guy. I love his commentary and everything like that. He did. This just goes to show you that just because I disagree with somebody doesn't mean I don't watch them. So uh, I, I watch Ray Williams Johnson like a hawk. I still think he's one of the most brilliant creators there is. I think his commentary is hysterical. Dude, and hilarious. he was doing video editing stuff that. It was oh, unheard yeah. of at that oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. unless he you were was, in the movie industry. In 2008 or 2009, 10, somewhere in there, he was one of the biggest creators. I got onto him at 2015, okay. somewhere around there. I think he's hysterical. I think he's great. He was one of the OG YouTube creators. Absolutely, absolutely. And so he deserves all the respect he gets, too. So uh, this this is where I would take issue with him because he, he, he basically talked about and what he said was true, but how he came to the conclusion of that I thought was untrue or it was a little bit i mean this is his opinion but like it was a little bit baited you okay. know so his 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 video he talked about how you know Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson um, are just these you know toxic guys that are out there baiting young men to uh become toxic like they are using and, the mainstream media's yeah, pushing I, of this agenda at the right, moment right the algorithm and everything yeah, yeah, else yeah, like yeah. that so uh, and then he says that you know he says there young men are at a crossroads. We all know that you know you got young men split on different 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 roads. When I say young men, I'm saying 18 to about let's say 35 right now. Yeah. So young men are at a crossroads. You got you got feminine men over here, and you got uber masculine men over here, and and both those are are dichotomies of what you're supposed to be as a man. Yeah. You, you know? gotta have a balance. You gotta have balance. Exactly. Man. Exactly. And so Mr. Miyagi <clears throat> must have balance. Must have balance, Daniel son. Um. But so in that regard. 
he was just talking about how these guys were jokes and, you know, um, and he didn't really bring it to any resolve or anything. He like was that. basically saying they are personalities. Right, right. Used by the algorithm to. Who well, are using the algorithm right, to gain clout. Right, right. That's, yeah, that's what he said. First no, off. Not exactly, but. I would, I would say it's probably more true of Andrew Peterson because he's a. He's, or Jordan. Peterson, or Jordan, not, not Jordan Peterson. Andrew, Andrew Tate. Tate. Okay. I would say that's more true of Tate because he's just a marketing brilliant genius. That's well, what for he sure. Is. You know, that, that's what he does more than anything. He's a I never brilliant. knew who he was when he fought in the NFC or mm. NFC, Jesus. <laughs> the UFC. I don't know if he fought in the UFC. I think he was just a kick a kickboxer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he was just a kickboxer. I don't think he was a UFC guy. I mean, he might be. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he fought at least with at least pride he, or something. No, he was a pro fighter. He was a pro fighter for sure. And he was he's good. If you watch his stuff, he's good, man. He knows how to he's fight. He's got a decent record, if I remember. Right, right, right. Um, but the the things that he says, you know, are broad brush, are broad stroke, are for the purpose of eliciting reaction yeah. and everything else. That even when he's right, he does it in such a such a a brutal presentation I, that like it just upsets the apple cart of everybody except for the guys that are on that side of like uber macho masculinity and they're just they're like yeah dude Tate's the man Tate's the man you know, the, the, the dude who literally when you, I when you I know, said I didn't like entertain when I first met yeah. him some dude commented like I unsubscribe I don't, I'm not listening to anything you say anymore I'm like so because I don't I, because I question someone's motive you're gonna unsubscribe it's just let. Let me so, so funny. Let me paint this picture for you from friends from my personal circle. Okay. The friends that I see posting about Andrew Tate in a positive note are single and might still live at home with their parents. Ooh, get them. Seriously. Get, oh, Do you want my honest opinion on this? I know, dude. Yeah. Does the okay, where the guy goes down the path on the on the right side is he says a lot of good and I don't watch enough of him. So I'm I'm very very in the dark yeah, on this. We don't know we don't know everything about Andrew Tate. We know he's but, arrested and it was I'll, part of the Matrix attacking, attacking him, evidently. <laughs> I'll say that if any man takes the advice that he gives on how to treat a woman, you are never going to have a good relationship. And you are going to be a single dude who is worried about your own masculinity and your own growth. So so let me let me, let me me parse that apart. At least you. what I've heard. Right, right, right. So I've listened to it quite a bit, and I think what, what he does do is over-exaggerate points quite fantastically. I mean, he paints a really vivid picture right. of what he wants you to see. Right, right. And it's for the purpose of stirring up guys because there's nothing out there today that stirs them up. No. There really isn't. There's no there's no I mean, the 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 thing is, I mean, if you're talking to the next guy that people would watch, like what what who what am I supposed to be like as a man? Joe Rogan has the ear of everybody. Okay, so Joe Rogan's presenting that continually and he gets canceled by cancel culture and everything else like that, or he says something like But he he's not really like he's not going out there and telling people like this is how you be a man. Right. He's putting Having conversations right. around it and putting people in positions to right. give that opinion, right. and he's not marketing. He's not marketing himself a, him, yeah. as a listen to me to become right. a better right. man. He's and, and and keep in mind, Joe Rogan's you know my he's almost fifty, I think. You he's know, gotta be yeah. So I think in the in the spectrum of things and in the reality of things, when Rogan talks about stuff, I think it's important to recognize that he's he's saying like, hey, this is just what I think. I'm having conversations. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's not saying, hey, hey do as I do and, and think as I say. But as guys follow him, as guys watch him, as guys try to mimic him, they're watching a guy who's been married, who has kids, who is who is responsible in life and doesn't take crap from people let, when he doesn't need to. Let, let me ask you this. This might break it down a little simpler for a lot of people on why I'm not a huge fan of what Andrew Tate presents in masculinity. Okay. I think there's, a, I, I do think that a lot of guys need to hear that self-motivation because looking at yourself in the mirror and getting right. yourself motivated and right. telling yourself 
that you're the man and that you're going to do what you need to do in this world Mm -hmm. is one of the hardest things to do because everybody in this world is trying to cut your balls off. Right. I would agree with that. Right. I would agree with that. So he, he, there is some weight to that. Yes. But if there was one guy in the, one guy in the existence of all of earth that you could mimic your, who you should be after, who would you want to, who would you mimic your personality after? Jesus. Exactly. hundred percent. Where's Andrew Tate on the scale of Jesus? I think the problem is in popular, in, in, in popular notion about who Jesus was versus Andrew Tate is people think that Andrew Tate could probably take Jesus in a fight, and that's not that's nowhere near reality. Even if he could, yeah. well, does I'm, that make him more of a man? No, I'm no. I, I, what I'm saying though is, I'm just saying that like the the perception of Jesus is this white, you know, airbrushed Jesus that we see in paintings and everything else like that. He wasn't that. Not dude. this he was, carpenter, right, Middle carpenter Eastern dude that, that was lift rocks, yeah. walk nine miles a day. I mean, like that's who Jesus was. He was probably somewhat ripped and built, and in the sense of like. You know, he worked with his hands. He was a blue collar for thirty you know, years. Yeah, for thirty. Not only that, dude, but just just so you know, not only that. I mean, the the degree he had to walk in. He was blue collar. He's from a place called Nazareth. It was very very much like Apache Junction, like we had. Yeah, out they here. didn't accept him when he went back, bro. No, no, they they didn't they didn't like the fact that he was he got out there and became famous. You know, yeah. something like that. So I think that's important to you know to talk through and and just that's recognize. So so that here, was a weird plug, but but I had a reason for <laughs> I, but I had a reason for putting that right, in right, there, right? right because right. you look at the way that he treated people, mm-hmm. and then you look at the way that Andrew Tate is telling people to treat people. Yeah. So. It's interesting to me think about Jesus versus Andrew Tate in the sense of like Jesus ridiculed the religious institutions. He did he selfless versus selfish. Yes, exactly. I think that's, that's my point. And, and like I said, I don't know everything about. I, I know a lot more about Jesus than I do Andrew Tate. For sure. You know, so I mean, but here's the here's the reality. So as a Christian, as somebody, and I don't I don't expect people who aren't Christians to mimic their lives after Jesus. I, I think that's a, a great shot for you to do. But you should know who he is first. Um, my my whole point is, as a Christian, that's what I'm. That's what I'm called to do. That's what I want to do. Right. Um. So I have a motivation for that, um. Which plays into, you know, how I treat people. Yeah. How I treat men. How I treat stuff. And so there are times that you have really hard things you need to say to guys, and you say, "This is what's what's going on." So in this quote in particular, all this is a is a is a reaction to what Ray Williams Johnson said because he's the ears of millions of people particularly young men out there. And we yeah. have a little bit of a, a chunk of an ear. So here's here's the thing that I, I think is is interesting. So when you're thinking through this and you think about what Ray Williams Johnson said, he, he thought he called out Andrew Tate and he called out Jordan Peterson. Yeah, that was is, a little weird for me. Which is really fascinating because Jordan Peterson, when you ask him, when he's asked in interviews about his influence on young men, it's incredibly emotional for him. And his his reaction to it is is the pinnacle of masculinity. There's a there's a right time to cry. There's a right time to get emotional as a man. And it's when you recognize that your impact is having great your influence is having great impact on the people you wanted to have impact on. Like for example, like when he was asked like how, how do you feel about the influence on 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 young men today that you're having and that so many young men are are following you and, and reading your books and listening to your lectures and he said, you know, young men, masculine men are marginalized today. Mm. They just are. They're putting, they're put into a category of um, pigeonholed on all these different things. And so can I help a marginalized pigeonholed category of people? 
I feel good about that. He gets emotional, starts crying about it on, on camera. And I, I really do appreciate that part of, of who Jordan Peterson is because it shows that he's also a human being. And he's like, I want to help my brother out. I, yeah. I want to I give him some positive positive. So I'm, I'm much more pro pro Jordan than I am you know, well, and he's, Tate necessarily. He's still pretty factual driven in the conversations that he has. He's a genius, man. Yeah. He's, he's just you an know? absolute genius. Yeah, he really he's. I mean, he's a professor who's a lecturer from Canada that came to America and all of a sudden people are like, whoa, this is, he's, it's interesting because he's doing the same. I mean, th- there's another guy out there right now. You want to pause it? Let's pause it. Sorry about that, guys. We were back. We thought we heard something outside. Um, <laughs> the ghost in the attic the, is back. The ghost in the attic is back. <laughs> the, uh, but so I, so I know more about Peterson and I, I really appreciate it. And there's, there's other guys like Peterson that are making impact on American culture and calling out American culture for what it is. The rap artist, Tom McDonald. Um, who literally actually had the number one? Uh, he's got a weird way of doing it, but he does. He does. He does. He's he's got a weird. And I re- I tell you what, man, I really respect what he has to say, and I really respect how he says it. Because uh, again, though, print- what's funny? Yeah, another Canadian. Yeah, exactly. So you got <laughs> multiple Canadians coming down here and uh, talking about American culture, and now they, they and they're enjoying American culture, you know, which is which is interesting. So, but uh, and they've made this their home and stuff like that. So it's it's been really interesting. So in this, we're talking about this this quote that I think you know on the heels of what I saw with Ray Williams Johnson and everything else like that, and and we're talking about Jordan Peterson, Tate, and stuff like that. When it says hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. So it's a cycle going on. So if you think about hard times create strong men, so uh, if you're thinking about the times of masculinity where we're at today, I would definitely say we're at the hard time moments. We are at this point. So you think we're there already? Yeah, I think col- there's a culture war going on. I think everybody knows that. Are, are we at war and everything else like that? Are, are we? Yeah. See, I don't. I don't think we've seen the hard times yet. I think we're in the in the cycle of weak men leading into hard times. So we're in good times that are, that are creating weak men, is what you're saying? No, no, no. The, we have the weak men now. Okay, so weak men is creating is going to create we're the creating hard times. the okay. hard times currently. So my my envision of like one of the hard times would have been. Um, leading up to Vietnam. Okay. Right? So that would have been a period, in my opinion, of a a weak men time Okay, that led to hard times due to the Vietnam War and after returning, obviously, from the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and which created extremely strong men like your father. Right, right. You could say that with World War II. And, Exa- and exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was just a, a, yeah. the, the quickest example that I came up with. I, I can I can see where you're going with that. I, I I don't I don't know that I have an opinion even on it. But I, like, I think. But if you're saying, especially because you're you're closer to younger people than I am. Yeah. You know, in age in particular. So, uh, well, you know, weak men create hard times. So if you're saying that since I've been alive mm-hmm. and living on my own, I've never really struggled. I've had hard times, but I've never really thought of. I've never had to think about how I'm going to do the next thing or how I'm going to eat or how I'm going to get water to drink. Right. But I think right now worldwide that is starting to become bigger yeah. and bigger issues. Yeah. More people well, are homeless. Well, it's, it's, it's fascinating because worldwide there's not a debate on masculinity outside of Europe in the, in the U S oh, there's, dude. N- there's no debate. When they go, I lived with a European dude. Yeah. They don't fuck around dude. Well, yeah. I mean that, that like, so this is very U.S., if you would. This is very U.S., and we're talking about this in particular. So when we talk about weak, weak men create hard times, when you don't stand up, when you don't say that, you don't love your wife right, you don't love your children right, you don't do things that you're supposed to do as a man, you don't provide and protect and things like that, you fall into you know hard times 
eventually because, you know, women need strong men. They just they do that. That's an important thing. Children need strong children in particular Bro. need strong men. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about the fatherlessness thing happening in America right now. It takes a village, you, bro. Oh yeah, I mean, if you got no, I, I just I, I I again, you know, with things happening the way that they are right now in America, with weak men, you know, creating hard times. We all see the hard times, and the hard times is. When you have to use your strength, all of a sudden it's be called it's called toxic. Yeah, you know when you have to use your strength, even in the right way, it's or, called toxic. Or even if you're if you in this world, like you, you, a lot of people have had to start demanding more respect, right? And that's looked at as toxic when right. really it's just something that should be really just given. Right. Right. Exactly. You, there's a point where you're you're going, okay, look, this is. You know, you, you, I think one of my favorite quotes from a mentor of mine was, you, you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. You really do. So if, if, if someone starts out disrespecting you and you don't do you, correct that, what ends up happening, or you just or you settle with that, what ends up happening is they can manipulate you and you're manipulatable. Yeah. If you're a manipulatable man, you are dead in culture. It just, it is, you, you'll go with whatever, whatever like wind of change comes, you will literally say, well, that's what culture is now. And I have to be like, this is a man. I have to do that as a man versus that, like, this is, wh- this is who I am as a man. And I got to stand my ground. And that's very important. That was one of the hardest things for me to deal with at Apple mm-hmm. because they're very culture and very forward driven in the way that they think. And they're very like progressive ish. Yeah. Like they're very, yeah. very progressive company. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, which you, is also one of the best things about the company. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it is being progressive with electronics is one thing. Being progressive um, with culture is a different thing. Though. Well, it, it is for culture, too, because uh, I learned a lot working there. Mm-hmm. Right. I learned a lot about different cultures that I never would have got to work with before. Um, well, sure. I'm, I'm and talking- I got to learn about other more. My opinions have formed more about certain types of people because of more I've learned about them. Right. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. What, what, what I say that is, I think it's one thing to be progressive in culture, another thing to be progressive techn- technologically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Technologically, I think it's great. I mean, don't, don't we should progress like crazy technologically. I think that the issue is, because I, I would say this with a caveat, progress technologically, technologically as long as it is always for the purpose of human flourishing and growth, as long as it's for that. So I, yeah. don't, I don't worry about, you know, anything else on that on that front. So... But what you're talking about when you say, you know, progressive society and everything else like that, what you see the progressiveness doing is really causing a regression in everything. It's it's all of a sudden you well, can't. Well, and it starts making the people that don't want to necessarily be as accepting of those things mm-hmm. feel very pushed aside and oh. very outcasted. Oh, and sure. It makes it harder to have those relationships because you start feeling like. You you just start feeling like more and more stuff is being shoved down your throat that you have to succumb to. Well, yeah, that you don't really feel comfortable succumbing to. Uh, tolerance is not equal on both sides. Yeah. we all know that tolerance is not equal on both sides. And now it's not tolerance; it's affirmation. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's a that's a but, misconstrued thing. That if I tolerate what you're doing, that's one thing. But when you want me to affirm what you're doing, whatever your beliefs are, I don't care what it is. 
and I know people are going to go to the gay and trans thing all the time, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about anything. Yeah, it's more than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When someone when someone say when someone says to me, you know, you need to affirm what I believe, I don't affirm half of what I hear. Okay, I really don't, and I'm like, that's I don't know about that. No, dude, I'm we argue sure. about stuff all the time. Of dude, course, come on. yeah. I mean, that's 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 part of like, I mean, first, I think it's ingrained in just being human. Second, it's ingrained in you being American because you're a natural rebel. Okay, and then third, I think you're, as a man, you're trying to figure out what you're doing and why and how it's working and where you're gonna go. Yeah, you know, and so I think that's that's important. So if you just affirm everything out there and you're supposed to affirm everything out there that's out there, you're going to, you're not going to be able to stand up for anything you believe. And you're just going to believe everything you're told, Yeah, you know, and you have to say, okay, look, I believe this is true predicated on this, these facts that I've heard and X, Y, and Z. I, and I think that's, that's one of the things that, that I get really frustrated with when I, when I hear people say, well, you're proposing, you know, something that, um, uh, that I that I don't like. You, I mean, when I talk about God or anything else like that, you're proposing something I don't like, and I'm like, well, how am I proposing something you don't like? Like because it's not predicated on facts. I'm like, so I'll give you the facts. I'll give you all the facts that you want, but you have to deal with the facts, okay? I can give you all the facts and everything else like that, okay? And I'm a logical person. I think all of us are reasonable people, okay? So if I give you the facts and everything else like that, then would you then then consider the things that maybe God's real and everything like that, hypothetically and all that kind of stuff? Well, no, I won't because I want to go do my own thing. Well, then as a result of that, okay, I can't I can't force you to believe something that's true. Okay. I can just put the facts out there and you gotta deal with it what you want, you know? That's what that's the that's the, the joy and the freedom and the curse of free will. You know, it, it just is. So I mean in 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 this in this regard in particular, when it comes to men, you're saying that we live in in in, in I, hard times now and that's creating weak men. I think I think we're I think right now we're in the weak men. Into leading into hard times. You're the weak men leading into hard times. Yep. Okay. And okay. and and basically the way you look at that is, then that means the next generation's coming up. Then that means there'll be a resurgence of of masculinity to to proper proportions like we've never seen in my son's generation. If that's true. But here's the thing. Yeah. What's gonna happen to make those strong men come out of this? I think, uh, yeah. Like that's, what? That's why I'm saying I don't really feel we're at the hard times yet because I'm not seeing anything happen right now that's put that's forcing men, especially the younger men, to cycle into that hard that you know the strong men type. Like right, like Vietnam is going to force you to come out a strong man because you got drafted, you got sucked into it, right? You got right. pushed into Vietnam, right? And you got told you have to go do this in a foreign land and you didn't want to do it. Right, right, right. When you right. came out of that, you were a strong man whether you wanted to be or not. Right? So, like, what war now... Does, war does make strong men. Which is why yes. it's it's such a weird thing that, like, what what's happening right now or what could potentially happen to, to snap that cycle back into creating strong men again? Well, if the pendulum swung so far over one way to this wokeness that we've all experienced... And now it's swinging back the other way. Uh, I think that might be part of it is that people are making fun of the wokeness and that people are so skeptical of, you know, high cycle media, you know, things, things that things that are so necessarily easy about. And what, what, what's fascinating, too, is I'll, I'll say this on both sides, you know, whether, you know, conservative or liberal, um, just just to state the facts, I'm I'm. I'm very surprised that neither side has politicized the whole um, uh, um, I'm trying to remember his name Jamar uh, Hamill situation 
Oh, with the, him. I'm surprised that the reporting hasn't got political at all. I am because both of them are it's very political. One of the most, it's literally one of the most human dealt with situations that we've seen in a long time. And I, I think it's I, 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 I see hope in that, in the sense that you know, I obviously I want the kid to recover and everything else like that, and that goes without saying. And I have to say that because someone's going to say, "What are you thinking about that?" And you're just catalyst off it. We, we, everybody out there is praying for the kid. Okay. My whole point is, though, I'm super surprised that w- that hasn't been politicized in some some way, shape, and form. Okay, it hasn't been it hasn't been politicized. It is the most human like reaction that you see news cycles report just just all pure, all around pure reporting on. And so, what that does for me is go: Is it going to take tragedy? Okay, is it going to take tragedy? Yes. For 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 men and for people to come together and go. Okay, yes. this is here's the other thing that, that where my mind goes to this. So if it does take tragedy and then we then we get to, into hard times, okay, then we get into hard times and the strong men come up and they create good times. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that I'm we're thinking if I'm thinking like hard times create strong men that create good times. So if we're thinking like you're you're, you're quoting Vietnam. So you're in the well, 60s. or you're thinking the boomers even. Yeah, well, between there and Vietnam would right. have been a good time cycle. Oh, 100%. Well, in in in, in economically speaking, you know, morally speaking yeah. and everything else like that, that that was a good time in America. You can see that. Uh, that's objective on both sides even. They yeah. will say that. Um, now, are there issues in that that weren't good? Absolutely, of course. You're going to find that. And every every good time. Never going to be gonna, perfect. Right. And every, yeah, exactly. That's why it's a good time, not a great time. Right. That's a good point. Uh, but I, I think that in those good time and then creates weak men because what happens with good times when you don't have to work hard and your livelihood is dependent on your work and it's on the government or something else like that, you get lazy. See, and you get lazy. What kind of people have we grew up on, right? You grew up on a father who went to Vietnam. Yep. Who Worked grew up all his life? Who grew up on a father who did his dad fight in any wars? Uh, my great grandfather. Or did what? What did he probably went through the Great Depression. And my great grandfather fought, fought in the war. Uh, my grandfather, I believe, was part of the Air Cav. Air Cal- okay. Air, Air Calvary. Um, and so, I'm, yeah, in the in the history of my family, I'm the only one that hasn't been in service, right? Yeah, yeah, because you didn't have to be. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, they, there was never, there a was lot no of war. them had to be in right, service, right, right? right? So then you then you look at that and you go into my dad, right? Mm-hmm. My generation, right? My grandfather, his brother was drafted to Vietnam. He was on the getting ready to go to Vietnam, and. Uh, didn't but they called the war at that yep, point. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. But he opened up an automotive business and ran that for his on his own for fifty years. Right. You right, know. Right. Um, my other grandfather was, you know, worked for GM and was a you know head of quality control for GM. And then my dad went into the Marine Corps, Desert Storm. Right. Like, oh, was he in Desert Storm? Yeah. I didn't know. That. He, he doesn't That's really crazy. talk about it. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know if my grandma knows that he was in Desert Storm, bro. Oh, I, wow. probably, I probably just let the cat out of the bag. That's okay. Um, that's that's a there, big thing, though. That's so, a big thing. Yeah. So that my dad was raised. Mm-hmm. That's who my dad was, right? My dad was a Marine who saw a little bit of war, who came home, was mm-hmm. a police officer. So I was raised by an extremely strong man. Right. Right. Extreme, and both what's, physically and. <laughs> and so what's really interesting about my my kids. What's, what's interesting about my kids? Mm, how do I say this right? My kids' friends' view of their dad, yeah, of of, of me in yeah. particular, is that I am a strong man. I'm not someone to be. Tri- I got to tell you the story. Somebody not to be trifled with. That's how my son says it. So my son, when he I think he was in eighth or ninth grade, 
um, he went out to he went out to the movies with a bunch of buddies, right? And uh, and and that's when things started popping off on YouTube for us, and things were going great. Um, and uh, his friends were watching YouTube, and, and they, they they give him crap about it once in a while, like, "Hey, Cam, I see your dad on YouTube all the time. Zeal cigar review, whatever, you know." And so. Uh, one time I was going to pick him up and his friends and him were in Wendy's and I was going to go pick them up or Chick-fil-A or something like that. I can't remember. And, uh, they got done with the movies. I said, okay, I'm, I'm on my way to pick you up. I texted him and he says, okay, I'm ready. I guess his friend had told him, hey, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to tease your dad when he comes in. I'm going to call him Bradley because my dad is not someone to, to talk to like that. He doesn't like that at all. If I were you, I would not do that. He goes, whatever, dude, your dad's cool. I watch him on YouTube. And so, yeah, right. So what he does is he, I come in there and, uh, and he's like, what's up, what's up, uh, Bradley from Zeal Cigars? And, and just talking really disrespectful to me, kind of. And I was like, son, I don't know what your name is. I don't know who you are, but that's not how I, that's how adults talk to each other. Okay, next time you address a man, you address him properly. Okay, you can call me Mr. Reith or you can call me Bradley, but you don't talk to me that way. Do you understand? And my son's just laughing, and all his <laughs> friends are laughing at him, right? And uh, and and my and I, I went outside. I went outside with my son. I'm walking walking to him in the car. I'm like, "Tell me you are the leader of that group, and tell me you told him something." He's like, "Dad, before <laughs> I tried, he came bro. in, I told him you're not someone to talk to like that. You don't put up with crap yeah. and everything else like that, and and that is not the way to talk to an adult." But he did anyways, you know, and then all of his friends give him crap all year about talking to me. Now, here's the thing about that. Here's the thing I did is I, I, I was talking to that young man and I said, I just want him to understand, like, that is not the way that you talk to men because I'm a nice guy in, in some regards. <laughs> imagine, I know you laugh, but, you know. No, and, I'm laughing and, because what you're about to say next, yep. because there are people out there that there smack you right upside your head, you, boy. Just, just so you know, like. They I know will kill a, you for less than that. I know there's a. Uh, I know that I know it's a really, really, really dramatic. Uh, I used to get out of my car and try to drag people out of theirs for staring at me, bro. Right. I mean, <laughs> hopefully you're better off now. Yeah, you um, know that. Come but, on. Yeah, I know. But the you better uh, not look at me funny, bro. What What is that? Uh, there's a movie out there. I can't remember what the movie is, but there's uh, these young guys are going through gang territory on a school bus and they start calling out gang gang signs no and the, and the gang members pull up in front of the school bus pull, 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 and then give them a lesson and get them out and he goes who's ready to die for this come on who's who's, who's flashing up blood signs who it is it is pulls out the gun puts it in the kid's face and everything like that and he says people out here don't forget my name i think it's uh it's, it's the beginning of uh um uh, straight out of Compton. I think it's in Straight Out of Compton. Really? Yeah, I think it's the beginning of that. I can't remember completely. Um, but it, in the in it's just like I mean that stuff really does happen. Just yes. to understand that. So young men need to be taught respect to older men because if they don't respect older men, it can get them killed. Well, and that's how they end when up. Older men aren't ready to like give the kid a second chance where they're just like done. And there's guys out there, dude. I'm telling you, man. There's guys out there that'll that'll cut somebody for less. Yeah, if dude. not shoot them. You know, they really will. So. I want to give the kid just kind of a simple lesson in like that's not how we talk as adults. That's not how you, that's not how you talk to a real man, you know those kind of things. So it's important. I think the, the lesson got across. I saw the kid. I'm not used to in front of my in front of my, well, my son. So I I seen the kid later on. He always calls you back to that. Uh, here's that thing. So here's something that I was like while, while you were telling that that like kind of came to my mind, right? And this is this is a little personal for me, um, but it's kind of a good example of like kind of what's happening, right? Um, right. right. You know, uh, growing up, and, and, and one of my one of my wife's friends said this to me um, a couple years ago because I was I was really depressed. I was having a lot of anxiety. I was having panic attacks on the daily. It was it was really bad. I was sick. I was throwing up all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I lost like forty pounds. 
Um, I was not doing well. Um, and a lot of that had to do with just because I wasn't happy with the person that I was becoming. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, part of that was, I saw that I was just becoming a, you know, a weaker man and I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And I had to find out how I could make changes to try to adjust that without going too far over the scale and just becoming a, a straight up, you know, asshole that nobody wants to talk to anymore. Right. 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 So it's really interesting when you kind of start falling into the way that, you know, society wants you to just kind of be quiet and be accepting and not really speak up on things. And even your group of friends get used to you being quiet. And then all of a sudden you start speaking up on stuff and they're like, they kind of forget that like, that's who you've always been. Right. Like I'd say he's, he's so right. Gentlemen, like if you want to put a stake in the ground with your boys, say something that's counterproductive to what they believe. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, oh, snap, what? Yeah. You know, like if you're if you're not a very vocal person and all of a sudden they, they're saying something like, you know, you know, this this is great. I, I would do this and I would do that. And all of a sudden you stick them. I'm like, I wouldn't do that. You're an idiot. Yeah. You know, they're they're all of a sudden like, wait, what? What do you what are you saying? That 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 that's not crazy. Or you, you, you take a position on something that's counterproductive to or not counterproductive, that's counter counterintuitive to them or your or your normal conversations. Yeah, or it strikes a nerve. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, 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 like, I didn't know you believe that. Perfect example, right? When I was in college I got kicked out of a um I got kicked out of a class. Mm-hmm. And I think I've talked about this before, but the class was um it was an it was an education class that was designed to teach people that could potentially be teaching anything early childhood into middle school classrooms where they're removing more and more time that kids get to move outside of the classroom, meaning gym recess time, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So it teaches you how to incorporate movements and things like that into the classroom, right, how right. to how to better educate the kids in different ways. Mm-hmm. It's a very unique class. Sure. And we got into a discussion on ADHD. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the kids did not like the way that I, you know, gave my findings on I don't like the fact that a lot of kids get drugs shoved down their throat real early. I'm yeah. freaking 32 years old, dude. I can't freaking sit still. Are you kidding me? ADD is another way to spell man anyway. So, I mean, every guy's ADD in some degree. So uh, that same person was talking about how they have to take downers to slow themselves down. And yet I saw an open monster halfway drank on their desk and another one closed ready to be cracked sitting next to that one. So I very, very bluntly expressed my feeling on man you're really counterproducting what you're telling me by slamming two monsters full of 300 right. milligrams of caffeine right so yeah. what so are you are you heavily caffeinated and you need to take a downer or are you just saying that you have an issue and you want everybody to feel sorry because you don't agree with my opinion on this based on you know these facts that I presented and I right. actually got asked to not come back to that class until after um, like a break that was coming up. Yeah, because that and, guy was probably offended or something. Right. You know, so for two years of my life, when I started getting you know anxious and stuff like that, I didn't want to deal with that stuff. I didn't want to have those conversations. I didn't mm. want to deal with the confrontation. Mm-hmm. It was easier for me to shut up. For the better lack of, of saying this, it's kind of funny. It's, it's better for me to do the LeBron James and shut up and dribble. Yeah, yeah. It was easier for me to shut up and go about my life than it was for me to express the way that I felt and to stand behind my beliefs. I, I, you know what? I think that's, I think you make a really good point because most, you know, if we're talking about weak men, 
I was one, becoming one. One of those one of those weaknesses in men is to be anti confrontational. Yeah. And I think in order for you to You don't want to go looking to, for it. No, 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 no. Um, but what I'm saying though is anti confrontation is confrontation is just part of life. Like there's times that you have to confront people and say, Hey, this this is right, this is wrong, this is something I believe and something I don't believe in, you know, what have you. And I think you have to do those things. If you don't do those things, if you don't confront things that are important that are head on, you're you're sticking your head in the sand and when you pull it back out, you're absolutely shocked at the environment that you're in. You know, and I think that's important that that's that's one of the steps of a strong man is be able to say, Hey, look, this environment is not what it's supposed to be. This is not what I signed up for. This is not yeah. what what's going on. And I want to do something to change this environment. Sometimes you literally have to change your environment and move. Yes. And go somewhere else if the environment's that toxic. And the environment so can be a lot of things. Oh, bro. it can be everything. And yeah. And you know, for me, like while I was in those two years, I was having a discussion with one of my wife's friends who I went to college with. Mm-hmm. And she literally straight up told me to my face, she was like, you're not the same person you were in college. Mm-hmm. You walked around with a swagger. Mm-hmm. You were like, you know, y- you had this like this confidence about you. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just a different vibe to you than you have now. Mm-hmm. And that's when it really clicked in me. I, r- I was really angry at her for saying that to me mm-hmm. because deep down I wasn't a different person. Mm-hmm. But she was right, bro. And that was one of the hardest things for me to go through was mm-hmm. to accept what what they had told me. Right. What she had said to me. And now that I'm coming out of that and I'm becoming more, I'm going to demand my respect when I think it's deserved and earned. Mm-hmm. I'm going to vocalize my opinion on things, especially mm-hmm. when I hear people talking about just absolute garbage. And I'm just like, look, man. <laughs> and you do that quite well. Like there, there, was a, there was something that you heard in a, in a sermon I was listening to yesterday that you, you popped off pretty quick at. Yeah. And I had to explain the context of what was being said. Yeah. Before you were like, you're like, well, I only caught up. I only caught a part of it. Yeah, and the part yeah. that I heard sounded really, really stupid, mixed up. <laughs> right. Right. And I think and I think and by the way, I don't even like the guy who was preaching, you know. So, I mean, in in the in the midst of that, I had to explain to you, you know, he's, he's making a very good point, And here's the whole broader point of what's going on. But that's something that I, that I do appreciate about you. And you as men, you respect guys that have an opinion. Yeah. You respect guys that are like I mean, whether I like it or not. There's people who are just live and die on their sports teams. You know, they, they enjoy that. And they're like, this is, this is why this team's going to be great this year. It's why this team's going to be great. I, I may not think that Kyler Murray is going to be the greatest quarterback in the entire world, but the guys are on that, that bandwagon. And they're like, this is why he's going to be great. This is why we're going to win multiple Super Bowls. This is why. And I'm like, I don't know. And then he hurts his knee. I don't want Kyle hurt in his knee. Nobody wants Kyle hurt in his knee, but they're still on the stand, the same bandwagon. I got a certain respect for that because they're consistent in their beliefs. And anybody who's consistent within their beliefs, you have to respect that with them mm. and vocal in their beliefs. They're, they're vocal continually with what they think through and so on and so forth. When is, when it is productive for everybody, meaning like not everything you say is going to be productive for everybody, but there's what I mean is for the general culture that they're trying to build an impact. You can see their consistency within their opinions impacting that culture and that's important because weak men give weak opinions and they don't impact culture whatsoever there's never there's never a man that comes from outside that comes in and respects them and says okay this is good i want to i want to replicate what you have what when you have people wanting to replicate what you have then you know you're having an impact on a masculine culture immediately Mm. so when people come in and they're like i want to start a youtube channel i want to start a podcast i want to do this because i know you do that and i respect what you do Get, get, wear that like a badge of honor because people are like, oh, that's good. That's not competition. That's someone who's been inspired by what you do. Right. And that's important. Now, there's a difference between like, like if you don't have the gumption to back that up with your character, 
that's a different thing because like it's one thing to have a have you know best cigar reviews and the cut line smoke podcast it's a different thing if that was all just an act that i was doing yeah. and i'm not really bradley wreath you know behind the microphone or you know on my off time or something like that and every time i come on i'm like hey guys good to see you blah, blah, you know that kind yeah, you of, got the crooked beard persona right exactly in that and and i don't i don't think first off i don't think i click into that very easily like i don't i don't put on the thing there are times that i have to um what's the word uh i'd say turn on for the camera because i have low energy that day or something like that or i'm just well, tired yeah, or, yeah there's times you sit in the camera in front of the camera you're like all right i need big energy big energy yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, i mean yeah. like you telling yourself to have big energy isn't because you need to have big energy for the camera it's just yeah. you're normally a big energy person am, and in yeah. that moment you just didn't have the energy yeah because i'm doing the stupid fasting thing and i'm already to die um, so I think that's a, that's a huge thing that, that for me is important, you know, um, is that the character is there behind the person. So it strong men have good character as well. They have, they have undebatable character, meaning like it doesn't mean that we don't have character flaws because everyone has character flaws. For sure. What I, what I mean though, is that when your brothers point that out to you, you're quick to run the other way. When people come out to you and point that out, like, Hey man, here's a character flaw. You ever thought about this? Yeah. You ever thought about that? And so you, strong men welcome that they really do well yeah, one uh, there's, say, there's easy baiting questions to get that too man you just ask them and if they snap versus try to have a conversation with you and they start attacking you personally then you know the answer to that real quick somebody's really good at that um almost to a fault and it's just because he's 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 a he's a hard-nosed guy is jake brown yeah jake brown is all he always wants to know how i can improve he always wants to know how i can do better don't praise me, criticize me is his, is his mantra. Okay. You know, I don't, and I don't because I think, I think that that's, I mean, there's not much to criticize if there's anything, to be honest with you, because he's just a, a hard worker and he's a, he's a man among men. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that like, and Jake Brown's one of my business partners for the CigarSoapbox.com. Um, he's a great guy, great man. I coached him in high school, hard worker. D just, you can't outwork the guy, man. I'll, I'll tell you right now, his work ethic and what he does is just unbelievable. It really, he's, he's a worker bee. And he will just outwork everybody. And he's got great ideas too. Don't get me wrong, but like his work ethic is second to none. Gets up at four o'clock in the morning, get to the gym by five o'clock. You know, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. So uh, everyone can sit pretend to, to pretend to be the Navy SEAL workout guy. He is it. You know, he really is. You know, so I, I can get up at four o'clock in the morning, maybe once or twice a week. Okay, I'm not getting up before six o'clock, just so you know. You know, because I'm not going to bed till twelve typically. So, uh, anyways, in in that regard, though, I think that's important as a man. So, so let, let's go through the cycle. So you're saying we're in the weak men create hard times and hard times create strong men. Yep. What do you think is going to take us there to get a hard time like tragedy? I don't know, man. I mean, if you look at the U.S. history, it's always a war, dude. It is a war. It's always a freaking war, man. And it's always at you, the loss of millions. Do you think that... This is interesting here. I wish my son was here. There's a whole other piece of this that I just thought about. I'm wondering if this is where you're going with it, but I, I don't want to say it, but you, I'll, I'll you, see where you're going with this. Ukraine? No, Ukraine. no, 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 no. So here's, here's, this was interesting because when, um, when Russia first invaded Ukraine and everything else like that, uh, and I don't know what to politicize about that whole thing. I know it's like Ukrainians corrupt and all this kind of stuff. I don't know what to do about that. Um, and we want to think politically about it. Heck, all, all I, of South America is corrupt, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, watch the movie Blood Diamond. Um, so here, here's the here's the here's the the big part about this. When that first happened, I, my son, my son literally looked at me and goes, "I do not want to go to a war and fight the Russians because they're nuts." And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, they are. They're crazy. I've, I've had plenty of experience with Russians, you know. And he's like, and he's like, okay. 
He's like, I just don't want to do that, Dad. I'll do it if I have to, but I don't want to. And it was really interesting because, you know, dude, when 9-11 happened, so many of my buddies signed up. Yeah. When 9-11 happened, everybody was up there. Now I was in middle school. Yeah. So four years from then, mm-hmm. I had buddies, like, just lining up at the Marine Corps booth, We're still bro. in war. We're still in war, yeah. So, I mean, it was it's really, really interesting, you know, um, to hear my son say that and to say, like, what do you think? Because I think my son's pretty masculine. He's he's very masculine, actually. Um, I, I don't I, I don't think he could do that though. Go to war? I don't I don't know if I could see him taking a life without a, a legitimate reason. Yeah, he has a soft heart. He has a very soft heart. But I but but if he thought it was ordered to do it, there's there's something that I think my my son could snap it. My son's the kind of guy that outside of you and some other people, I could say I need you. Let's go. Yeah, I mean he would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, Whatever for sure. we're doing, I'd be, I'd be like I need you. Let's go. You know, and, it, and there's been times where we thought the shop was broken into, so we had to get yeah. down here at 12 midnight, and the security cameras going off and everything else like that. We thought somebody was in here, and I, I grabbed my I grabbed my piece, and I'm like, "Let's go, let's go, buddy." And he's like, "He's like, I'm gonna grab mine." So we both came down here, and we walked through the shop. Everything was fine. Yeah, but see, you that's know? a situation where he would he, he would, would need to. You yes, know what I yeah. mean? So in the war thing, I because war's kind of on that sketchy level of like need to have to, right? And and it's and it's. I mean, you eventually need to you, and have to, <laughs> you, you or you die. Um, I think. Did you see that UFC fighter who was asked about, um, you know, what he thinks? He's 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 Ukrainian. Uh huh. And he said, "What do you think about?" And he's 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 got dual citizenship. I'm not sure on citizenship or anything like that. But I think he was asked, um, "What do you think about you know Russia?" Um, no, he he isn't. He's just here. But I guess he has family in Ukraine or something like that. I can't remember how it was, but. They asked him at a press conference, what does he think about the war in, in, in Russia inv- invading, you know, the Ukraine? And he goes, listen, I'm 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 100 percent. You know, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about what's going on there. Or yeah. Like that I could tell you right now, if anybody invades Arkansas, I will put my boots in the <laughs> sand and I will fight to defend and bleed on the flag to keep it red. To keep, I mean, as well, just as patriotic as I'll get out. Right. And he's just like, this is this. This is our country. If anyone ever tries to invade it, I will defend it with feverish, you know, feverish intent, you know, and I thought that was incredible, dude. I mean, that's, but I think that's on both sides, left or right. I think it's where most of us stand. Yeah. Like when it comes down to it, like, and so that's why I think the hard times will have to be some kind of invasion where like, or, or from the inside out know, that man. happens, you it's, know? Yeah. It's weird, man. Like, I, I, I don't know what it'll be. I don't know what it, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think it's going to, I think it's going to have to be something like that. Or something so dramatic to where we have to we have to go and we have to engage and and I just I don't know I don't know why we would do that I mean I I literally dude I, I really I don't know much about politics in that regard um, I am educated it, somewhat but I mean it could be like another it could even be something as simple as like another like space race you know what I mean like get to Mars first. Cool. We're recruiting a, a freaking bunch of people to go to Mars and like I don't Elon, know. Elon's going to beat everybody there, so it doesn't I'm just matter. I'm yeah. speculating. I yeah, don't know, yeah. but I I think that that that's that's an interesting thing as well because you see, and I, I think one one of the parts that 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 men get it get it overtly right in when it comes to being masculine, a lot of times is business because they take the they take the personal hat off and they just do business and business can be war. It really is. When it comes to business, you just, it's nothing personal. Yeah. You ever it's done just, business with a Japanese company? 
Yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's, it's called hostile takeover for a reason. They don't play around, dude. Yeah. You got to go. There's a whole ritual you got to do before you can even talk to the guys. Like, oh yeah. My oh, uncle yeah. used to. My uncle had to learn how to play golf because the executives weren't impressed that he didn't play golf. Right. So I'm sure. yeah, dude. I'm sure. Like there are yeah, there's there are men out there in business that and, when you walk into a room, you are going to be immediately intimidated by them. Well, there's a. I mean, and guys think, I don't think it's wrong, by the way, that when you go into another culture to assimilate the, the No, the there's masculine, nothing wrong with that. The masculine uh, uh, idioms, are, you know, the masculine traits of that culture. It's a sign of respect. Right. For example, when I moved to Phoenix, uh, everybody had an off-road vehicle, motorcycle, gun, <laughs> and played poker. And so immediately I bought a Jeep, I got a motorcycle, I got a gun, and I faked my way through poker. You know, so, I mean, like, that's what I, I was like, this is my, these are my people now. I got to be here. And I love Phoenix. I love Arizona. This is my, this is where I'm going to die, man. I, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm going to be here for the long haul, you know? So like it's, it's, I'm not going to go anywhere. Where else would I go? These are my people. This is, a, this is who I've become. Even I, I didn't know that I'm in Babylon and now I'm a Babylonian, you know, like it, that's how, that's how it feels. But there's something in me that's not of this place too. There, there yeah. just is. And so I want to be able to influence Arizonians in masculinity in Arizona for a positive way where fathers, fathers' hearts are turned back to their children, turned back to their wives. Men come to work and are ready to work and excited to work. There's, there's, a, there's a, uh, a really interesting quote. I can't remember who said it, but and it, it's, it's something like when, when men come to work, ready to work, purposeful and, uh, and like attentive, like you can get what's done in a week done in a day mm. in your average job when men come to work ready for that. And today we have multiple accounts from my buddies and from everybody out there that now when, when, when someone's taking care of them, it's producing weak men. They don't even want to go to work here. Seven million, seven million. It's Mike Rowe, dude, go look it up. Mike Rowe made this quote and it was great. It was on, I think it was on like uh, dirty jobs, Mike Rowe. Yeah. Dirty jobs. Mike yeah, Rowe. yeah. He's a G seven million men that are able body and willing to work between the ages of uh, 18 and 35 do not have a job and will not go to work. Not because they can't, but because they won't, and the government take, takes care of them, you know. Now, if you're if you're one of those guys and you are able-bodied and you can do that, and there's nothing wrong with you on that, that's something you should be doing, okay. But if you're not and you got something wrong with you, you're dealing with some kind of ailment or something like that, you obviously know that quote's not for you. But it's something that he said is a big issue, and that's what's causing everything from the supply chain problems to what we have happening all over our, our, our governments. These guys are like, you know, but they spend still. You know what they do? 40 hours a week, they still spend 40 hours a week on screens. They're, they're watching TV or they're watching their phone or they're watching their computer. They're doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's another piece to that, that that you kind of reminded me of in something you said a second ago uh, that I uh, on why I feel like we're in a weak men cycle. Yeah. People aren't afraid of the repercussions of their actions. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. People aren't afraid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like... That, that person's not afraid to walk into a grocery store or a Target in California and walk out with a TV. They're not afraid. They're not afraid of the repercussions. They're not afraid that they're going to get in trouble. They're not afraid that a, another citizen is going to walk over and beat the living crap out of them and put that TV back and tell them that's not what you do. Right, right, What right. do you need? Let me help you because it ain't a TV. Right, You need right. some food? Like, what do you need? Right, dude. Right. So I think that's another reason. I've... I've been saying this even since I was in high school, man. Like people, 
And I think that's one of the reasons why I was so mad. It was just like people just felt like that no matter what they did, that man, nobody's going to do anything about it. Right. It's just like, you know, I have a personal situation where there's people living in a house that they won't get out of. And it's like because of the laws here in Arizona, there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it other than fight it in court. Right. But right. right. I'll tell I you just, what I really want to do about it, bro. Dude, I just saw I just saw something like that the other day on. Uh, and they're a, not afraid of what their right. repercussions this, are. This this lady, th- these guys came to evict this lady from the house. She's $4,200 behind on her payments. Landlord gave her multiple times to, to get it up there. She's just her living in the house, no children or anything else like that. And she basically was trying, She and, and, they, and they, they came there to evict her. She said she's sick, she's in bed, she can't leave and everything else like that. And she basically talked them out of doing it. You know, essentially, she, she did this all, all this through Ring. All this through the ring, the ring camera in the front. She says, I'm sorry, I can't do this and everything else. But like you that. know yeah. what? If that dude who owns that home, who's owed that money, drags that lady out, he goes to freaking jail. It's so So why backwards. would that lady be afraid of right. any of her actions? Yeah, what she, somebody should do is drag her ass out and beat the shit out of her I mean, and get her out of there. Well, that, that's the hard part is that like. Not really beat yeah, the shit out of her, but you know, know what you, I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like the, the, the hard part is like. When the inmates are running the asylum, you know something's wrong. Dude. And that's what I think we have happening with men today. Oh, my God. I'm going to go off the rails. Okay. Let's go. Explain to me why men in jail can follow unwritten rules more than they can follow the laws that are written currently in the civilization that they live in. Well, because. Because in jail, you will get the shit kicked out of you and somebody will kill you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You guys know that been been to prison, that listen to this podcast or anything like that. You know that in jail there's a code, and the, and the prop. I think that's one of the things that, that's going on today. There's yeah, no code. they're they're not afraid. No yeah, they don't care. There's no repercussion for their actions. They don't care. Kids don't care that they act up in school because the school can't do anything. And if they go home and the parent beats the shit out of them, they call CPS. Yep. Parents come and get them. And then the kid lives in a foster home doing whatever the hell they want to do anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a rig, not a rig system. It, the system is so messed up right now, uh, in the sense that if you want to be a responsible parent, I mean, right now if you spank your kids, you can go to jail. You could in in some states you can go to jail if for, for for striking your kid. I know for for literally spanking your kid. Yeah, you can go to jail. I'll, I'll tell you why ne- a lot of them people aren't working. A lot of them men aren't working. Mm-hmm. They don't want to pay child support. Ooh, because they had a baby preach. somewhere and they ran away. Preach, bro. That's Preach. another reason. I yeah. mean, it is. They, so they work under the table for cash. Right, right. I, I think that's that's one of the things that I, we're, we're so, yeah, they work on the table for cash and they still collect unemployment or they still collect, you know, the government checks or whatever you and everything like that. So I think that's the, that's the thing that, that frustrates men who are working hard and trying to try and to, I could make more money selling you know? drugs. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you that, know, yeah. Also, that's, but even that percentage, that's still a smaller percentage. Oh, of, for sure. That, for sure. We're talking like, Maybe I don't know how many. Dude, I'll, do you want to build a meth lab? Yeah. <laughs> a rolling RV meth lab. If you're not seeing that video, come on, on Jesse, YouTube. let's go and cook. Oh, dude, I love that. Someone made the Frozen song to "Do You Want to Build a Meth Lab." Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, watch it, and you guys are just gonna do little Walter up. White, yeah, Walter little White cartoon. It, it's it's just terrible. It's awful. It's. It's so it's so bad. It's hysterical. It really is. If you watch Breaking Bad and you're a fan, then you. you what do you say? Too. I'm getting the itch. I'm talking to the money in the walls. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, if you saw Breaking Bad, you'll 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 laugh at that. You know. Um. So so here here's the thing. So hard times create strong men. 
and strong men then create good times. So is this just a cycle you think we're going to be in till, till the day the human race is finished? I think that if you look at history, I think that it kind of proves that a little bit. Rome does. Rome? Rome does, yes. This is exactly I mean, how we're, Roman... We're, hold Rome, on, hold on. We're, we're getting close to time, but you need to unpack that. Well, if you know anything about the Roman culture, okay, this is exactly what they, what they went... Hard, hard, hard times create strong men. They had, they had to create a culture. They were smart. And, they, 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 and as they continued to build out armies and take land and everything else like that, yeah. uh, they started to create good times. I mean, all the innovations the Romans did were incredible. That's why Western civilization is Western civilization just by... by yeah, by, you know, that's true. I mean, Aristotle, you know, I mean... Yeah, the Greeks, yeah. yeah. The, 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 Alexander Gre- the Great, yeah. all those guys. Greco-Roman, I mean... From education to everything else like that, that's all predicated on Roman, you know, philosophy. Culture. Yeah, not not philosophy, culture. Culture. You okay. know, so you have that, and then and then when it says good times create weak men, then you see them giving way to certain things that were unnatural to them, you know, and they're like, this is this is weird, this is weird, this is weird, but you know what? We're gonna go ahead and accept it. And things that were unnatural started to become accepted, and that created weak men, which then began hard times because then there was backstabbing. Et tu Brute, the great, the great stabbing yeah, in the back of Caesar, Brutus, and all you know, that. and then the Roman Empire ultimately fell, and no empire, including the American Empire, which we are, we are an empire, we're the United States it's, of America, and everything like that, but we, we got more empowered influence than anybody, any nation ever. It's you know, and the wealth of any nation ever. It's kind of funny that you mention Rome in that way because mm-hmm. it reminded me that my mom and uh, my stepdad would always get into an argument, and he would be like, ah. Malagas, the whole world would be speaking Greek if Alexander the Great didn't die. And then my mom would be like, yeah, why did he die? Right. What, why did, I don't know how he died. Why did he die? I'm pretty sure it might have been something similar to, like, AIDS. Oh, okay. Sexually transmitted disease? Potentially. Oh, okay. I'd have to relook at that. I don't know enough about Alexander to tell you. I didn't yeah. know what he conquered. I don't know anything about his personal life. He, like Yeah, he shouldn't have died when he died. But oh. Oh. he was... Doing oh, was, things he shouldn't have been doing. Was he a, was he a man boy guy? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't oh know yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's some of the things they were they were putting up with in Rome. So that was horrible. I, I know yeah. that's what you were saying, and that's yeah. why it reminded me. But yeah. it, it just it just made me laugh. Where my mom was like, "Yeah, if he didn't if he didn't mess with little boys, is right. what my mom said." Right. 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 <laughs> you know. But yeah. But no, you're right though. Like he Play he became of- he became a weak in a weak moment that could have. I don't know if that really led to the reason that he died, but that's what my mom used to say, and it just reminded me of it. It was funny. Well, mor- moral moral failure is the reason that masculinity fails continually. Yes, that's the bigger it's point. The, the, the idea that we can't control ourselves, our urges, or anything else like that, and we, we, we play the Eminem song, well, we're just all animals. I mean, things like that are just, that's not true. We're not just animals. There's things that separate us from animals. Well, we, if we get humped, then antelopes and antelopes. Yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So I think that that's the thing that we we all recognize that that's not true of who we are as people. There is something so different from a boy, a dog, and a frog. Okay, there just well, unless is, you kiss the frog and it becomes a prince, it will not come become a prince. Okay, and you should kiss some frogs. Uh, Don't kiss frogs, dude. I lick some weird toads, dude. Hypno toads, bro. <laughs> Well, nah, guys, I'm not licking toads. I know. I, God, I hope not. Okay. Or toes. Or toes. Yeah, in case you guys heard toes too. Let's just go on. I don't know how to keep going. Uh, let, let, let's let's wrap up with this. What do you guys think we're in right now? As far as those 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 degrees, if we hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. What which of those four levels do you think that we're in right now? 
leave us your comments at what's our podcast thing? Cut light, cut smoke. light smoke. I just forgot. There's so many different companies right now. Cut li- cut light smoke podcast at Gmail. All one word. Cut light smoke podcast at Gmail dot com and drop your comment there and we will pick it up and we will do something with it and respond to you in some way. So what you think about the podcast? Drop us a comment and let us you know. Thank you so very much for listening to the Cut Light Smoke Podcast brought to you by Huddle Up Stores. And we'll tell you more about that later on. Peace.